Hey, hey, thanks for joining me on the Meg Ellison Show. I sincerely appreciate you tuning in this morning. Rejoining me after the break from Uncover DC, investigative journalist, Wendy Mahoney. Don't you feel like we're living in the Twilight Zone sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. I do. And I think we have to start, you know, like this, this, I mean, everybody should watch that interview with um, the Chinese uh, American. Uh, she just, uh, I mean, she, it's so, she just wrote a book, I forget what, it, uh, the Mao, uh, it's like something ha- making Mao, Maoist America or something like that, I think it's called. Yeah, but, um, she, she, she walks you through uh, what's out there and, and it, it, she speaks to why I think the left pushed for the things that they push and, you know, have continued to, number one, total capture of our uh, entire educational system from start to finish. Um, You know, a lot of this started back in the 60s, and we've got now, like she said, decades of people coming up through that system. I mean, I, for one, absolutely regret. I wish I had known about Hillsdale College Early on with my kids, I didn't know. And I wish I just, because I already had rules. They, they couldn't go west of the Mississippi to school. And I, the reason for that was not because of them being far away or anything like that. It was because I knew that the tendency would, you know, especially because they want to go to California. And I didn't want them going to California schools. I didn't want them influenced in very, those very tender years, young adult years by leftist ideology. Um, so I wish I had just been stricter. You know, we paid for their college. I wish I'd been stricter with them about our requirements. I just didn't know. Um, and, and if they didn't want to go to Hillsdale or something like that, then find a trade and, and do that. Because Lord knows, we are going to need electricians and plumbers and all that. I mean, it's a vanishing, a vanishing sector of our society. Um, and then I think when, when ideology overrides everything else, um, I mean, just as the religious right, you know, that, that God is everything, you know, that, that they're very driven by their, you know, Christian principles. It's the same thing, but in another way, but, um, their ideology of the greater good and equity and, um, and then the fact that they've been brought up in these rarefied universes. I mean, just take somebody like Naomi Wolf, okay, who frankly irritates me a little bit because, Naomi, I appreciate what she's do- done with COVID and, and all the coordination. But first of all, very few people would have had the privilege and power to do what she's done. That should not be overlooked. And there's a lot of hubris in her uh, that she's not aware of. And it's not malicious, but it comes with this kind of elitist education, you know. Um, and I, I'm, I'm highly educated woman, um, but I'm acutely aware of how poor a, a, a point of reference that is for me in general in life. Okay, it, it, it was awesome, you know. In many ways, sometimes taught me how taught me how to think. But in terms of the things that I really value, 
and the things that really inform me, I would much rather sit in a cab with a trucker than speak with somebody from Harvard about something. Much, 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 much more. And my point is that she she watched uh, Trump's speech at CPAC and then posted some ridiculous thing on Twitter about where she totally missed the point, um, where she said, you know, I wish Trump, it was something like, I wish he had expressed, you know, the successful things, the policies, or something very kind of policy-oriented, you know, paper, white paper kinds of stuff. And I, I responded to her, she probably will never see it, but I said, you know, Naomi, you have missed, you have entirely missed the point of that speech. Did you see it, Meg? Uh can you no? Oh, well, maybe I. You know, I before you you describe the speech. Can you can you t- talk about who Na- uh, quickly who Naomi Wolf is oh, for our so, listeners? So Naomi Wolf is the one who wrote. Um, uh, is she a, fem- of- a fem- known feminist? I mean, that's known her- feminist, like long time leftist. Yes, um, long time. You know, she's one of those people who would never still vote for Trump but is beginning to awaken, and I applaud her for that, that she can open her eyes and change somewhat the paradigm, but her liberal DNA is still there. It's still there. And, and, and you know, it, it, I think she, I don't know where she went to school, maybe Harvard, I don't know, what, what, uh, uh, an Ivy League school. She's an Ivy League school. And, and, you know, I went to Georgetown. Like, I know those types of people. Um, I left Georgetown for that reason. But I know, I know the types of people that she's talking about. Um, but she, Trump's speech at CPAC was, and you know what I'm talking about. It was like, it's like what farmers do, still do in small towns. Hey, why don't you come over for supper? You know, we're going to have reading at 4.30 and we're going to, we're going to sit down at the kitchen table and have a beer and talk about life and what's going on in town and, you know, what's going on with Susie Q and, 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 and what about this crop and what are you doing here? What about your cattle? Like, and, and that, that was what his, in, in his own way, it was his kitchen table talk. It was, and, and she completely missed the beauty and integrity of what he was trying, what he was, and, and trying isn't even the worst. He doesn't try to do anything. He just is that way. And he understands and appreciates. And his humor is such that, um, you know, it, the funniest story he tells of, of him landing at some air, some base in Middle East where he went in in the middle of the night and they wouldn't like the, men, the runway because it was dangerous because of missiles or whatever. And he's joking around. You can just see him sticking his face through the, you know, the front of the pilot and talking with the pilot. You know, why aren't they, why aren't they turning on the lights? Like, are we going to be able to land? And and then joking with the pilot, saying, you know, I really think I should get, uh, a, a, um, you know, a medal of honor for this. Uh-huh. You know, that I've that I've braved it. And 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 people like Naomi Wolf. Now she probably gets it now. But thinks he's actually thinks he should get that for that, and he's not. That's his self-deprecating humor. Like 
and and there's a lot of th- things that he talks. I mean, I could go on and on about. Well, this. you know, Wendy, I think that, I think the bottom line with a lot of people, most people on the left, in my opinion, they have no sense of humor, none whatsoever. They just aren't. They're just not well, because, plugged in. Because ideology, it's back to my original point. It 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 steers everything they do at the expense of common sense, at the expense of humor, at the expense of real world things that are presenting themselves to them and smacking them in the face and they can't see it. You know, at the expense of absolutely crushing their children. Two years of online school, depression, and everything else. That's official land to this ideology. Um, that's what our children were for those. I mean, I was furious about my grandchildren being masked. I mean, you, I, one hundred percent. If I had been their mother, and you know, she's my daughter-in-law. I love her. Uh, I told her how I felt about it. Um, I would have taken them out of school. There's no question. And when, when they, she had asked me to take care of them and, and she was like, why don't we go to Chicago? We'll go together. I said, over my dead body, am I going to Chicago museums and masking up these children on their spring break? Well, I mean, no. let alone the kids. I, I refused to wear those stupid masks. It was ridiculous. No. I mean, it's, it's no. an insult to I mean, the I, intelligent thinking person. Ridiculous. So. I think that's what ha- I think that's what's happened. It's um, everything in favor of the greater good, you know, and all the virtual virtue signaling that goes on with it, and completely ignoring factual evidence. And then when they find evidence, it's your your cognitive dis- dissonance is so bad that you can't see it for the see the forest for the trees. I mean, there's no better. No better example than the pandemic. If, 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 I mean, there are many other examples, but this one, if you can't see what happened during the pandemic, then uh, then, then you'll never see it. And it, it will be, you will go through hell the second time around. And there will, I don't know what they're going to unleash this year in this election year. I know there's something coming. I don't know what it is, but they're going to do something. And, and I... A lot of the same people. I saw a guy the other day riding around his car with a mask on. Yeah, I know. Still see it around here, too. It's just like, oh, my gosh, people. I I mean, I see them, especially outside of the central Wisconsin area, see more of them even in whatever more public places like down in Madison, see people in in Milwaukee. And it's just kind of like, oh, my gosh, what is the matter with you? And, and, you know, people like Naomi, now she's got this election bill she's putting forward. It's an insult. The woman is brand new to all of this. And she's going around like she's the savior of the universe and, and you know, insulted that people not, are not ad- adopting her miraculous election. Well, okay, all right, we adopt it. But what are you going to do about it? How are you going to enforce it? I mean, we've got plenty of election laws in place in most places to have fair and free and fair elections. We don't follow them. We did not need to adopt Eric. The states have all the kinds of, all the kinds of technology and data sets and data available to clean the voter rolls, and we don't do it. It has nothing to do with Naomi Wolf's brand new thoughts. And that's what these intellectual elites do. 
they they go around and they they take charge of things. They think they're the new, you know, uh, savior of the world. Sliced and bread. people <laughs> on the right are impressed with them because how they how they overcame. I, I mean, no, I see it for what it is. Appreciate her for what she's done. Absolutely, I I applaud what she's done with this with the data. And, and, and getting these volunteers and everything. But, you know, it's not the solution. And, and it's that very elite class that continues to be in charge of things they shouldn't be in charge of. And we're letting them do it. So. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, and, well, you know, I guess, I guess it depends on if you're paying attention to her. You know, I mean, I guess I, I'm not... I don't give her a lot of credit. Maybe she's a legend in her own mind. <laughs> I mean, she's not. I mean, she appears on Bannon all the time. So, I mean, she's getting a lot of press in the conservative. I mean, and that's about as populist MAGA as you can get. So. Yeah, well. Um, so going back to, you know, just even this sentiment from those on the left that, became so opposed to any alternative to the prescribed narrative of the of treating the big bad covid virus i mean i what you know and i know you you cited cognitive dissonance and i mean despite because I mean, their leaders come from the left their yeah. leaders are all running government agencies the leaders are hiding the information from them the leaders are saying it's science, science, and the and they and the left says, "Oh, the right is denying science." There was no science to anything oh, yeah. that Fauci or awesome. Peter Daszak or Francis Collins or any of these guys were, you know, Ralph Barrick at North Carolina. I mean, there was no science to any of it. They were ignoring the science, and 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 the the media captured everything. The messaging was so insanely coordinated and all by the left. And so the left doesn't see that. I remember having a conversation with my next door neighbor in Illinois, who is a liberal. She has a very powerful family here in, in Nashville. And I remember saying to her one day, we're sitting, talking, and I said, the left has completely captured our media. And she was so offended. She's like, what are you talking about? That's not true. In fact, it's the right. Look at this. And look. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Did she cite Fox News? Was that her big? Uh... I, no, it, Fox wasn't even a thing then. It, this was a long time ago. Oh. It wasn't even a thing. And this was when I was a very young mother. And I just, I was like, Wow. You really, I mean, that's how, that's how captured they are. And, you know, we all have to fight our biases. I mean, there's nobody who doesn't have a bias or whatever, but, you know, the left has so much control over so much of our culture, our music, our, 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 our theater now. I mean, I went to see Some Like It Hot on Broadway. It was completely transformed show to transgender. And, and it, that 
I couldn't believe what they did with the characters in that show. And I was so upset about it. The dancing, everything, the talent was incredible. And, and you know, I, I took my kids to and I just I walked out of there. I was like, this is just the dumbest thing. And my kids were like, oh, mom. And I was like, I'm not going to ruin your time here. I'm just here to tell you that was really, you guys need to watch the original. Because there was nothing like the original. And there's a place for the original. And there's a place for all the transgender stuff you want on Broadway. Okay? Doesn't have to take and remake a, a, an award-winning black and white movie from the frickin' 50s. To, to the image of their God, yeah. which is identity Small politics. G, small G, small G. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and it, it is frustrating because um, for younger generations that either have no appreciation for tradition or history, <laughs> then or, or maybe not even younger generations, but just those that haven't been exposed to uh reality <laughs> i mean it's it, it's amazing that we there will come a time when there'll be a generation that doesn't even well that that doesn't even exhibit any critical thinking skills when it comes to some of this cognitive dissonance well and like she said we don't teach the realities of communism and marxism in our schools it's very abstract um, I remember learning about it, but, you know, had they done more showing of films and, um, like, really talking about the real-world implications, not not talking about it as an ideology, they soft-pedaled the whole thing. And so because America is so protected ge geographically and we've been protected by our Constitution and our founding fathers, and by Christian, you know, like a, a value system that is slowly falling apart in our country, the family, everything. Um, there's no, there's, there's no generational pain in our country uh, that that we're so far removed. It, you know, the generation that 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 experienced most was the World War One and World War Two. Well, we're now several decades removed from that, and um, we don't have. Our generations, my children, they haven't experienced sacrifice the way those generations did or the pain or the, I mean, the, our only time that we kind of came together was 9-11, but even look at what the freaking left did with that, the Patriot Act. Patriot Act. I mean, basically control of our entire security um, infrastructure. And, and, and it doesn't protect us, really. I mean, it really doesn't protect us. And, in fact, it's invading. I mean, we're tracked. If you understood how much data the NSA and our government has on every single one of us, that's one of the reasons these J6ers are in prison. And for the Fannie Willis case to say, well, phone data and geolocation isn't a good way to, to litigate a case, but yet... It's being used to litigate against J6ers. You see what I'm saying yeah, here? Yeah, double standard. Like, That's how it is. Oh, it's madness. Anyway, it's just, it. there's no, even our court system now is being captured by the left slowly. Well, our, our federal government uh, bureaucracies or agencies have all been corrupted. Our, our medical establishment has been corrupted by 
DEI. I mean, you know, the, the list goes on. There's not one entity anymore in in oh, America the military? That, has, I mean, yeah, that hasn't been in some way corrupted private or Maranon, compromised. I mean, private Marinon, that story, he's still in solitary confinement. I mean, he's still being confined at Fort Jackson <sighs> because of his screen having Donald Trump on it. It's, it's well, and, and I mean, if they are successful in their attempt to take down their greatest political opponent, Donald Trump, we will all, all Americans, whether you are a Trump supporter or not, will suffer as a result because it's precedent 100%. setting and, and we will be in a world of hurt. All right. So speaking of the world of hurt, I will not be chatting with you. As you know, I shared with you off air that I'm, uh, I've got yep. a tonsil surgery coming up on Friday. So uh, we'll we'll converse via text over the next couple of weeks, and I'll look forward to Yeah, let me know how it goes. Yeah, we will do. And thank you so much for having me, oh Meg. My gosh. I appreciate hey, you. And thank you. Uh, bless your heart, <laughs> and thank you, and I appreciate your prayers. And we will chat. Um, well, via text for a couple of weeks, but uh, take care. All Thank right. you, Wendy Mahoney from Uncover DC, and it's UncoverDC.com. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Meg. We'll talk take soon. Care. Going to, well, actually going to the 11 o'clock news. And just wanted to quickly mention that, uh, where is it? Oh, I have so many stacks of, uh, I'm going to a fundraiser for Calvin Cal Callahan to this evening, and it is in uh, Tomahawk at Bootleggers Lodge uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. So if you are in the area or would like to be part of it, you can certainly um, reach out via email to the Callahan campaign, kelvin.callahan18 at icloud.com, and indicate your interest. In, and if you're not able to attend tonight, you could certainly... Uh, make a contribution to his campaign for re-election in the state assembly. So have to boogie for today. I shall return tomorrow. God bless. Have a great day. Stay warm.